Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And we are live with episode, episode, wait, with, did I just say episode twice? I think I did. Episode 81 of the Talking Hockey Podcast. Hopefully Eric's internet works fully this week. Um, but we're talking about Robin Leonard, EA Sports, Evander Kane, Pedersen, Quinn, well, Quinn Hughes, I guess, uh, contracts, and probably whatever else comes up on this episode. So everyone, welcome to the stream. We're live streaming again. It has gone much smoother this time. So shout out to me um, for making that happen um, because... I, I like it when it happens. We actually have five shout people watching us right now. So shout out to the, shout out to those five people. And those five people. Thank you for uh tuning in. So yeah. I just want to start with I Did guess, you share it on your story, uh, Eric? Uh yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Okay, cool. Thank I you. Listened, I listened. I listened to producer Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite producer, Luke, here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use, leave a review on Apple, visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at TalkingHockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. Sometimes you don't. I do it. When he tells me to do something, I always do it. Uh, I don't know about that one. I'm pretty sure. He's getting better at it, though. I tend to disagree. He's he's getting better at it, though. Anyways. I'm the one person that he trusts. Anyways, Eric, go. Can we start with EA ratings? So we can talk about these? So, or actually, yeah, yeah, let's start with EA ratings because it's easy. So, basically, EA Sports came out with, like, their top 10, like, lists for everything based off of their ratings and you know they uh, they released their top 10 centers like today or yesterday i should say and of course you know mcdavid's number one mckinnon's number two crosby's number three not 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 exactly too surprising they have dry cycle four matthews five bergeron number six kind of interesting eichel number seven um barkov number eight kopitar number nine and Stamkos number ten. So obviously the one that's like kind of sticking out there is why is Stamkos up there at ten when first off he didn't even play center last year, and secondly, Brain Point's been better than him for like two or three years now. And I think Martin's point was EA Sports is like notorious for like legacy rankings, which is you know a guy for who is 
you know, at the top of his game three, four years ago, still being at the top of the ratings. Kopitar just, is also a legacy, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kopitar is still good, but he's not number nine. You know, if you had him at like, I also 20, don't think he's a ninety. Yeah, well, he's not a ninety. If you know, like, in Matthews, if Matthews is a ninety-two, how do you give Kopitar a ninety? You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Or like Drysaddle's a ninety-three. I don't know why Matthews and Drysaddle wouldn't at minimum be tied. Right, because it's like McKinnon, Crosby, and Drysaddle all tied at ninety three overall, and then Matthews ninety two when he just had a sixty goal pace season, basically. You know what it is? It's because two of the biggest factors, well, at least when you're editing players, two of the biggest factors in their what makes them good or not is their offensive awareness and their defensive awareness, and I bet they give Kopitar like a stupidly high defensive awareness which is fair like he's obviously quite good and defensively aware and has yeah. been his whole career sure. but it makes it higher i would say, i would guess that's also probably Ber- the Ber- behind bergeron's ranking right he's at number yes. six here at 91 overall again just right behind matthews and again bergeron's one of the best centers in the league if he was at like 10 or you know 11 or something like that i'd be like okay yeah sure but Again, six, but again, like you said, defensive awareness really high. And I think they put a lot of value in defensive awareness from what I remember. Like, if you move it up a couple points, like, it moves up the entire rating compared to, like, if I moved, like, I don't know, speed or thought from 90 to 96, it wouldn't really change anything. And stuff like poise, at least, like, used to have an impact. Um, and those guys, they would give them a lot of poise because they both won cups and that's yeah, poises. So, I don't even know. Yeah, what what do they use to rate poise? I don't know. <laughs> just po- poise the, is just their, like how you haircut. deal with pressure, I guess. <laughs> yeah, who? It's, it'd be interesting to ask, like, who do they go to for that? <laughs> those answers like do they go to like pro scouts where do they get these numbers from is it like the analytics guys now that they reach out to someone just sound- a job at ea come on let's do they, this well like it was interesting the, the the point hockey that has access to like instat and uh, you know we all i think we all have instat accounts but um they mm-hmm. they used all of instat's data to come up with like their own rankings for each individual category so like you know their shots and their speed and all this different stuff and it like completely changed like the ranking. So I don't understand like why I you know it's probably just laziness or just set in their ways for how they rate players and don't want to change. But like I don't understand why they couldn't just do that because it'd also be cool, right? It'd be like a marketing thing for them of like, hey, we took this data and they can make they can literally make a video on it. They can make a five minute video on it. Like here here's how we determined all of the offensive capabilities for this player and then they go okay their start they're literally their cover athlete is matthews right this year so they just make Again. a video and they go no this is how we determine matthews shot is a 96 because this 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 like it'd be you're so- saying instat should make this video this- or ea sports i mean it'd benefit both companies instat would benefit yeah. from a lot of marketing on their side and then ea would benefit because everyone's going to watch that video because everyone wants to know what goes into these rankings like it'd be, it's such a perfect Bro. marketing opportunity and to make the game better, and they just don't do Did, it. It's, it's didn't so I talk cool. about this? Uh, I feel didn't like we talk might about have this, talked about this like before. last like, year. I think we talked should, about like, they, using data. I didn't talk about like this specifically. Maybe they. I talked about putting in war in the, the NHL games, like war stat, like the or like guard. Yeah, like and stuff. baseball does too, right? Yes, which would 
assist in their rankings, making their rankings better. And it could go into the video and stuff. But yes, you will. I agree. They, they could definitely do should both. Do stuff I don't like even that. understand why they wouldn't just do yeah. both. Like, you know, if they already do it in other games, I mean, easily do it in the NHL. They could have their own model, they could use someone else's. There's dozens of different worm models out there that they could use. And then Instat has all those stats. There's yeah. a bunch of different companies that have all the stats they need to make these ratings. Even if they're not like perfect, they're still better than what they're they've been doing. So it'd be it's a, it, like, so cool. It's a well known fact that EA does not do their game correctly. <laughs> yeah, well they have no competition, right? Like yes. we always they talk about no that competition too. And they don't sell enough for them to really care about it too much, probably. Like, you imagine the imagine basically about FIFA versus they care about Shell. How many copies of Shell do they sell? Like a couple hundred thousand. Like fuck, fuck it. Insta working with Luke while you're sitting there. Get hey, the get the Martin's, Martin's saying something. What do you want me to do? Just see how many. If you can Google how many oh, okay. games they sell for Shell. I just yeah, but I, listen. Listen to Martin, okay? Sometimes Eric, he's talking. I'll listen to Martin now. Fuck Instat working with uh, EA. Instat should just make their own fucking game. <laughs> there's, there's not enough market though. Like it'd be so expensive. Yeah, that's fair. Like this is fair. There's it's a reason why very expensive. That there's a reason EA just copies the same game they used to use and just makes a couple minor adjustments and sells a new game yeah. because it's like it's so expensive, especially yeah. nowadays to create a video game in the first place, and like. Because like, if you think about it, right, like who do you need to hire? Shit ton of video game developers, build it all out from scratch. And like video game develop, like a lot of those guys make 80, 90, 100, 200, $300,000. You need sounds, you need licensing, you need like so much fucking shit to get a video, especially in sports done. So like, you know, EA is never going to have competition because they don't sell enough. Luke, were you able to see total? Yeah, this, this random person on Reddit seems to think that it's between one to one point three million dollars. Or sorry, one point one to one point three million copies. I mean that doesn't sound totally crazy, so I I, I believe that doesn't that. sound nuts. Yeah. But okay. I believe so that. One point three million copies That's worldwide? Added. Yeah. Uh I, I don't guess. know. It's literally just a Reddit post. So wh- I'm, trying to, I'm trying to go to the sounds- website. It sounds kind of correct versus Google, yeah. kind of correct. Google FIFA. It's probably what, like 60 million copies? Like, yeah. <laughs> like but it, FIFA yeah. still sucks. They're not doing very well. Way better than Shell. Yeah. Like, not even it close. Is. Right? Or even 2K, whatever. Like, you know, they're all. They're yeah, this all this website's better. slow. The stream's taking up all my internet, so. Yeah, I figured. We're kind of, or I don't know. Anyways, um, you guys have crappy was, internet. You gotta, you gotta get good internet. Yeah, man, I'm doing a lot of things over I think here. It's a Markham thing. Okay, anyway, so that was the top ten centers. <laughs> While Luke looks up, uh, looks up that the top ten what? left wingers was uh, Ovechkin number one at ninety two. So they rated Ovechkin and Matthews the same. Okay. Um, Brad Marchand ninety one. So that's a, Marchand, that's legacy again. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's completely legacy because Brad Marchand, Panarin, both better than Ovechkin right now. You can argue Huberto is better than Ovechkin right now, uh, who's ninety overall. Uh, you can also look at Ka- they put, but it's also they ignored 
legacy because they tossed Kaprizov all the way up to 88. And like after that's pretty high. Season. That's pretty high after one season. Usually they like yeah. If like for example, if a rookie broke out like Pedersen, Pedersen how old? First year, how old is Kaprizov though? Uh, twenty five. See, see, their pro the problem with him is he wouldn't have enough time to mm-hmm. jump up because he'll probably be like an 88, 89 player after this year if he does what he did again. Yeah. Um, but he wouldn't have it like let's say you put him at like an eighty five. Their game doesn't work well enough. <laughs> the potential would go up. Like hit his value would go up enough. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. But then like it doesn't make any sense because like if a rookie had the exact same season he did, the rookie oh, would they, jump to an eighty eight. Yeah. It jumped to like an eighty five or something yes. like that. Like Pedersen, I think last year, you you know, you probably know better. What was he rated at? I think like an eighty five. 86. Now he this year he's an 88, I want to say. I don't know. I don't pay attention to Pedersen. Uh, well. I also am so far at, like, I didn't buy 2021, to be honest. Bro, I haven't bought since, like, 20, NHL 14, I think. Yeah, 2021 is the first one I haven't 2016. bought. I haven't bought one since 2016. But you never bought them. No, I did. <laughs> Shut up, Eric. I bought, what do you mean I did? I had 2016. I just didn't have it at in Ottawa. I used yours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had it here because my, my brother, it's my brother's Xbox. So since <laughs> I've it. known you, you haven't bought it. <laughs> well, I've never had it in Ottawa. But anyways, moving on. Yeah, the left wingers are, again, legacy picks there. But Kaprizov really threw me off because I was just surprised. I was just like, what? Why did he jump, but nobody else has? And then, of course, Kane leads for right-wingers over Kucherov. Again, legacy pick. Mm-hmm. Kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, Pasternak right behind, Mika Rantanen, Mitch Marner, Mark Stone, 89. Uh, but they, they did jump up to Brinkett after this season. They put him at an 88. So they did. Yeah, that was interesting. I saw that. That was a odd one. Well, I mean, he deserves it, but like, I was surprised that they did. They that did they that actually did it. Time. They actually yeah. went because he had the bad season, so they probably left him at like an eighty-five or eighty-four or whatever. Yeah, and he had a great season. And then Sveshnikov jumped up to an eighty-seven. Uh, again, that's probably about right. It's kind of surprising, though. But anyways, mm-hmm. Kucherov being second, Patrick Kane being like that's completely ridiculous. And then the defenseman, which is always rough. Um, actually got a lot better finally. So you know how like I mean Kelly, Drew Doughty's still on there, isn't he? He's not. He's not on the oh, top ten. Oh right. This that's the first that's time. what I noted. He wasn't on the top yeah. ten, right? And I think this is like the first time in like <laughs> Yes, I think so too. Like he shouldn't have been in the top ten like three years ago, but yeah. It's finally Anyways. like he finally dropped out. It finally so, happened. Yeah. So it took so long, but and they a bunch of the young guys jumped in, which is really interesting because this is the this is the biggest change to the list that I've seen in a while. All of a sudden, Kale McCarr's in there at number five, eighty-eight. Dougie Hamilton's at number six, eighty-eight. Uh, Thomas Spot is at number seven, which is ridiculous. Like I know you that love, is, I that's know insane. you have love for Chabot, but come on. What, what's seven, he at? Uh, eighty-eight overall. Whoa. Like, Maybe I, an eighty-six. I mean, even if you were going to put him at an 88 overall, then you need to adjust. Like, Adam Fox is 
87. Yeah. You can't have Adam Fox. And McAvoy is an 87. Who was a Calder nominee in yeah. one of his first two years. And Shabbat's been in the league for Norris the winner before. the year after. McAvoy has yeah. been better than Shabbat almost every year since he entered the league. So there's like just weird – but anyways, it was interesting how they moved a bunch of the young guys. Mm. Who's number one? What, what's Edmund, the number five? Obviously, Hedman. Hedman, Yozy, and Carlson, and Petrangelo, one to four. Uh, Eric Carlson? No. No, John, John Carlson. John Carlson. John Carlson. Yeah, of course, of course. Eric Carlson also gone from here, too. So they did remove yes. a lot of the, I think Weber, Doughty, and Carlson all gone from the top 10. Five. Yeah. I think they Which were in the sense. top 10 last year. I'd have to double check that. Yes. But I'm pretty sure they were from what I saw, from what I remember. You, this is kind of on see, the EA. Wait, this is on the EA path. Do you guys see the soundtrack for it? Yeah, I saw it on Twitter today. Rock, rock song, Bro, basically. It sucks. It's like Imagine Dragons. Uh, <laughs> Bro. Hey, don't insult Imagine Dragons. The uh, the the team that or the the band that wrote "Shipping Up to Boston" though they're still on it. What are they that's, called again? Dropkick Murphys. Yeah. Yeah. They're still that's, on it though. That's another thing that's just a hundred million times better about two K. I remember Walker had that two K basketball game. It's library of plate like music was insane yeah it had like multiple playlists that you could choose between and each playlist had like 50 songs it was in it was incredible man yeah i mean i don't listen to the game music anyways i listening to a podcast or a book on tape but like <laughs> because the music sucks <laughs> but yeah i used to jam out to the fifa music because i just <laughs> love, I love the fifa music but the the big thing on ea this year is the roster sharing right they finally introduced yeah it. they added that they finally introduced it everyone's been asking they've had that in their madden version for like ever yep and they've it's finally here. So roster sharing it's happening. You can download custom rosters starting in December. My my biggest thing that I liked about twenty I don't know about twenty twenty one, but twenty twenty they added and I said they should add this for years. In the GM mode, you could always see like their previous years, but you couldn't see what team they were on. It was ridiculous. Yeah, and they cool. finally added the team. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. That's, that's excellent. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, now addition. now you can go and get Walker's rating, rankings from... Uh, yes, that, from... Is, that is amazing as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, another thing they need to add, I'm not sure if they have, obviously, but as of 2020, they had not added this, is tr- GMO trades. You have to be able to see the history of their trades. Would like to see that. It would be just a nice little addition, but that's not it. To see how big of an idiot they are? See if you're dealing with like a, a Kyle Dubas versus a... No, like just the just the players, like where they've gone. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe EA didn't care about the ratings this year because they were just going to introduce roster sharing anyways, and now no, nobody <laughs> has to worry about their shitty ratings. Maybe instep should so create true. this would be a viral marketing campaign tactic. Just create their own ratings for players and let everyone download it. Well, I mean the whole point <laughs> the whole point of like the 2K rating is to cause controversy, right? Like 2K yes. mastered it in that perspective. EA is like 
the names themselves aren't really big enough. Nice dumbbells there, Eric. Uh, the name the names themselves aren't big enough to like cause any type of controversy. Eric's room is always in fucking shambles, man. Bro, yeah, the the, yeah. the drawers are open. There's shit all over. So, the for work, I'm constantly on Zoom. So what I have is we created like an image background with like our company logo and name at like this corner right here. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it looks yeah, like so the it looks perfect. It looks like all clean and nice and nice. <laughs> and then I go back on the real camera and I forget like oh shit. <laughs> we should do that in the future. Maybe trash. we should do maybe we should start recording on Zoom again with, with shitty audio and stuff. But yeah. Could Yeah, Could. Martin. You have an idea? We, yeah, we should get like a talking hockey background. Or all have something from talking hockey in the background. I've That's seen true. other podcasts do it, so we don't really have. Man, we, they do it on kinda, TSN all the time. You know, Martin. Some like of us still live were... at home. Okay, we don't. We don't have our own home studios and stuff that we can build. Uh, yeah, we don't have, green, have we the don't production have, budget. Have green screens on the back. Yeah, I'll expect we don't have the production budget for that hockey account. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we could. I, you know, that's a that's a goal of ours in the future. I definitely have the nicest background. I'm going to say I have the best lighting and the nicest background, the nicest camera, the micro, nicest microphone. You're, you can't really see. I it will on say the you're not. Because, yeah, you're all like grainy yeah right you now. have a nice bat you definitely yeah have a nice background i'm you grainy nice because background. uh for whatever reason zencaster like just I, am i like a big square on your screen or am i just like the small corner you're, it's you two and like side by side and then you're small in the corner yeah mm-hmm. so me yeah yeah for me i'm small in the corner but on my on the stream that's why i'm so grainy mm-hmm. i have to like zoom yeah. in and crop out a lot of stuff it's annoying i hate it oh. but that's that's for anyone listening on the stream that's why i look like this i normally look much not much better but i normally look better um last thing i done? wanted to say about the oh sorry continue Luke. i was just gonna say are we done with the ea stuff or uh, last thing i wanted to say they had uh john gibson at number six for the top 10 goalies which i found interesting considering he's had like two or three bad seasons almost in a row now i think he's still a really good goalie but like robin leonard's below him for example which is kind of yeah. weird to me. That, yeah. That's uh, pretty legacy. Just because, wow. like, for a long yeah, time, so everybody good. was like, John Gibson. I feel like they don't have people that actually follow the NHL. They just have people that follow, like, the news yeah. around the NHL. <laughs> Bro, they're all, not, like, they're probably all gamers themselves. If you're in gaming and, and game production, video game production, I'm sure that you probably don't watch hockey that much. No offense. Like I don't want to. I don't want to typecast people or anyone. But I just feel like it's not a really an overlying market. We yeah. always said they should hire a guy like Walker to do their ratings. And yeah, they would literally just have... give Walker fifty thousand dollars a year and then get the big <laughs> and you never have to worry about. Like... Man, he could do it as a side hustle. Like he yeah, could. They could. give he him like tw- twenty get twenty k. Yeah. For a year, and he'd do it. Yeah, and he'd do Damn. like all the research. Oh, it'd be awful. But yeah. also, uh. I remember when I used to play child at the time and like as, if you tried to make your team go for like – if you tried to run like a career mode or whatever for like the long run, like there would only be a couple goalies left that could actually make it past like a 90 overall ranking. And it was basically like John Gibson because he was still like younger. It was like Vasilevsky. It was like Hellybuck. And then like nobody else basically. Like after that, mm-hmm. if you just played with EA's rankings, ratings – you would never get any – all the goalies would just continually get worse and worse over time because the ones that they get drafted and shit, they never turn out. 
Yeah, their 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 goalie stats are really poor. Yeah, like for so because they have this thing, they have this one thing. It's called consistency with goalies, Mm -hmm. and it's either zero, one, or two. (laughs) (laughs) It's like what? It's balanced, you know. There's there's not there's a ton of room for error, but uh, that's okay. But they never they they never have any twos. Because twos are just like pretty OP, like they're pretty consistent guys. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but um, one one out of two is like fifty percent of the time they're consistent. Other fifty percent they're they're not living up to their stats. That, that's a tie level stat right there. It's 50-50. It's either happening or it's not, as, according to Ty. Everything in life is 50-50. Take all the nuance out of everything. That's it's just a fact. It's true. But yeah, I just remember that being so frustrating. So the only thing you could do to like combat that was basically just trade for Vasilevsky or John Gibson. and Because they were already super high ratings, and then they last for 10 years at that rating. Basically. Win without a goalie. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you could win without a goalie, but I didn't like that. But that John Gibson being above uh, Robert Dunder is a perfect segue, not only to our commercial break, but also to the next topic, which is Robin Leonard. So on the live stream, guys, we don't have a commercial break, but in the podcast, we do. So bear with us, okay? And now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now we'll get back into the show. We should get we should get commercial breaks in the live stream. And- I don't think we have enough people for that just yet, but hopefully <laughs> is soon. But we're, we're, we'll be there. We'll be there. Once we have like five thousand listeners, we can uh, yeah. drop off. What you're exactly. Um, yeah, Robin Leonard had a had a really entertaining week. Week. What did you, okay? What did you guys think about it? First of all. I mean, like I love how he just started going off on the NHL, and I love how a bunch of agents started chiming in on top of it, saying like, "Oh, it's ridiculous that the NHL says that they're willing to talk and all this stuff, like because they never do." And yeah, okay. But- I love I love how poorly the NHL handled it. They were like, yeah. 
you always have an open ear with us and it's like well he wanted to make this public you dumb fuck yeah like, we have exactly a 1-800 number thanks do. gary <laughs> cool dude that was such a bad response. you know what else calls from 1-800 numbers air duct cleaning services i don't trust them that's all i'm saying oh, um it was, i thought it was so there are a couple things that i think are are true and they're all true about this is who's got the fire alarm going off um I, th- I think there's a couple things about that. So true. One is Robin Leonard did a very courageous thing speaking up about it. Two, he did a very dumb thing calling out a very specific coach on a very specific NHL team about the practices that they've done in the past. Three, uh, Lane Vigneault. Three, I think it's really eerie water for any player agents to come out and be like, yeah, the NHL is doing a lot of sketchy stuff. When you know, a lot of these players have DUIs that are covered from them, have definitely sexual assault cases probably, or, or harassment cases that are covered up from them. This could be a very dangerous game for specific players. If they want to be like the NHL doesn't protect us. And then the agents are like, yeah, the NHL doesn't protect them, but it's like, you're protecting your client for probably a lot of other stuff too. That could be very dangerous. And I, I think that's where it gets kind of messy is some players, Robin Leonard probably doesn't really care that his biggest thing has always been mental health. That's what he's gone through, but he could easily be lining up other players to be released information that they did not consent to being released or that just gets aired publicly. And Robin Leonard could go, go from a guy being well-liked who I think is really well-liked and respected by a lot of people to being a target on his back, um, both from the like, coaches and organizations. You don't know what's going to get hit along the way. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the thing. Like, yeah. I would, I would say Ryan O'Reilly's whole DUI thing would probably be a way bigger deal if he wasn't a, a star. And two, um, probably wouldn't like no team would prefer to have that known and out there in public. And they probably tried really hard to make sure that it wasn't public. Um, but it was like two o'clock in the morning, and and news got there before their their agent and lawyer. So yeah. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of like that's where I see it from is. You're, you're playing with a lot of fire. <laughs> well, I mean, we've had a lot of guests on, right? And, you know, from the guests that we've had on, you know, we've heard lots of stories. We've all shared stories of what NHLers have done. And, you know, we've cut it out of episodes because we don't want to get sued. <laughs> but, yeah. like, we all know what has happened behind the scenes. And we hear – and what we hear is, like, the tip of the iceberg. You know, like, we're not connected. We're, like, we, you know, yeah. we have – the story here and there we you know it happens to us or happens to someone we know or we hear it from someone close or something like that but we don't hear about half the stuff that happens so like luke you're 100 percent right like you start saying the nhl doesn't protect you and players and stuff like that you know you know they will or won't protect you there's gonna be <laughs> they'll they'll put you in jail yeah, they, or <laughs> they stop protecting you man or and you know maybe ron leonard robin leonard is super clean and doesn't do anything but uh you know there's a couple hundred other guys out there that have been doing some sketchy stuff for very long periods of time and continue to do it to this day we know a couple of star uh, new jersey players who uh have their team PR person uh, constantly busy hiding certain things. So, um, you know, not reported. you hear about those guys <laughs> in the QMHL? No. You didn't hear about them? Okay. No, talk they, about it. They have, like, criminal charges against them? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Victoriaville... Uh, for- yeah, for, like, sexual yeah. assault or something? Oh, I did. I did. I saw on Twitter some things about that, but I didn't look into it. 
Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I didn't really look into it. It doesn't at the NHL level, right? It's, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, it's also bad because... It doesn't get covered up as much at the lower yeah, level because they're not getting paid yeah. millions of yeah. dollars. Well, they, it probably get, gets covered up well, too, like, because they're not famous, so there's not enough reporting and stuff on it to begin yes. with, right? So it's yes. like a double-edged sword. But, like, Luke, you also mentioned, you know, it's not just the NHL covering stuff up. It's the agent's job to cover stuff up. Yeah, so saying the agents. Most are, of them you know, are backgrounds lawyers. Are are yeah. lawyer backgrounds? Yeah, exactly. And they all have PR teams. They all Lord. have you know whatever whatever they need to to help out their players, right? So, like you know, an agent just doesn't just negotiate contracts. He you know deals. With, he, he's a manager at the end of the day, so he's managing reputations. So, again, like Robin Leonard's calling all this stuff out, and you know, good for him. Do do what you want to do, but. Um, and I'm glad he's doing it because he's calling out, he is calling out like, even, you know, like I've heard, like, I've always thought, you know, the guy doesn't seem like the greatest person, but you know, Robin, I've like, heard bad things about like, Vino. Like, yeah, I don't know. He seemed like a dick. Like when you watch the games that he's the coach, he seems like a very vocal guy. That's kind of being a dick about being vocal. And he was famous and um, with the Rangers for like, just never being a dick to young players and never giving them a chance to succeed yeah. and like all that. Kind you mean of always stuff. being a dick to young players? I mean, yeah. Yeah. So you said it, never being a dick. So did I? No. Yeah. 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 So I meant like being a dick to young players, like constantly not developing them, like always trusting the vets, which, you know, like that's it's, part of that's tactical, but part of it was also like, you know, just, you know, some sketchy behaviors that were going on kind of behind the scenes that we used to hear stories about. And again, we can't really talk too much about that stuff because we'll get sued and all that stuff. But um, it's, yeah, I really like it. It's like you you start talking negative about stuff and and it's the people in the NHL, but not the NHL itself that will come after you. And and that's what I mean when it comes down to, like even what we know about Troy, like. All we have to do is not say anything. Back away from the mic, okay? All we have to do is not say anything that isn't true, yeah, or can't be verified. We're speaking vague, but like, like yeah, we all think of like vagaries. a lot of people think Kyle Dubas is a great guy, but I could even imagine like even look at like Sheldon Keefe and his background and history. Yeah. You hear things about like the Sioux, and and I think certain cases might have come out in the Sioux about Kyle protecting some players, and you're not really sure if any of that is true. But Kyle is always painted as this like amazing, nice guy in the public, and oh, as such a young sweetheart and everything like that. He go, he runs down and helps Tavares, but even he, I'm sure, has covered up some people's demons. Hey man, and some you gotta some do what you gotta do to. Yeah, like you know, they they got their their primary job is you know protect like you know covering that stuff up basically protect their assets. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, and whether it's moral and unmoral isn't the question because it you know you can make a very strong argument it isn't, but but it's it's the reality is what we're saying. So, um, yeah, I I love what he's doing though. I think you know dangerous game, but I I love it overall and. uh, I love agents chiming in. I love other players chiming in. Though Robin Leonard seems to be one of the very few that actually has the balls to do it. Um, yeah. Well, I think he figures, like, what the fuck are they going to do to him? I mean, I think it's interesting. Like, like he's not like, doing Vegas, anything wrong, realistically. He's not, he's not doing anything wrong, but he, it's wrong. You know what I mean? Like, to them. To the NHL, to teams. But what are they going players. to do to him? I mean, you know, not sign him to contracts, 
he's might be untradeable now. He might, you know, suddenly get benched more. You know, like just- but that that just would go better for his narrative because he'd literally be like, they silenced me. They I, but I don't think they, they, they outwardly silenced uh, because that would show that the GMs are just falling in line behind the NHL, which they really shouldn't be doing. But but yes. They should be questioning the NHL as well. Kaepernick, like Colin Kaepernick, you know, yes. healing and all that, that stuff. That is true. And they, they just black. Which was fucked. Yeah. Like it's they completely just completely were like, he was 100%, like, you know, you talk to the hard car, like hard car, hardcore, like, you know, football fans who actually know the game. And 100%, whether he was a starter in the NFL, I don't know. You know, and some of them argue yes, some of them argue no. All of them argue he should be one of the he should have he been should a, be a backup. Um, he could have been a, easily been a backup on most or not most teams, a good portion of teams. Like almost any team. Yeah. He would be a backup. So like, you know, if the NF and the NFL way bigger, way more popular, NFL did it without even like the slightest issue, you know? What needs to happen there is the companies that like sponsor the NFL have no they're the ones that fund the nfl realistically they need which they kind of did with nike and stuff um but not enough to get him back into the nfl but yeah. he probably made yeah. enough without yeah 100 um, percent. but then again you're then you're relying on companies to do the moral thing which is also almost <laughs> never going to happen unless it's beneficial to them standing up and getting which it like, is the only yeah. reason nike does does all that you know the positive campaigns that they do around the you know like uh Colin Kaepernick around like you know uh, some of the women sports heads that they have is because it brings them good PR and they yeah. get mm-hmm. more sales because of it doesn't yeah. like the fact that they still use child labor in freaking Malaysia and Bangladesh <laughs> that's what annoys me so much man about yeah. all these people that that pointed them as like that. good companies <laughs> and stuff and you're like yeah they're doing it and it's good that they're doing it but don't be foolish and think that they're not exploiting morality to increase revenue yeah, re- everyone is everyone will exploit whatever of, of how much of our sales going to increase if we use colin kaepernick as the symbol for you know black lives matter yeah. and all this stuff and they know you know who are the people that support that younger people who are younger people more wealthy more willing to spend money have more you know free uh free cash to spend and they did the math and said okay we're going to get more sales and we're going to lose from the old conservative men that yeah. are going to be pissed off about this. It's but risky it's, and divisive it's, for it's, sure, yeah, but it, it but like people up. people will describe morality to it, and I'm like, it's there's nothing moral about it. Like, it's the same way that that um, politicians are calling out Facebook, right? And and at Facebook acting in their best interest, and I'm like, you politicians act within your best interest all the time to do anything like that's that's literally yeah. what you do. While while you're talking about Facebook, what the hell, like. We've not, everyone's known about Facebook's issues. All like, I don't get why everyone's so like shocked by this yeah. news. This, this is fucking This does not seem like a shocking death. issue. None of this is shocking. Like, everything about no, no. teenage girl suicide, uh, Facebook promoting, um, you know, um, conflict, you know, uh, you know, it generating more attention for them, their algorithm doing all that. Like, all this has been so obvious for like years. Researchers have done dozens of studies on it, but suddenly, like some girl goes on, uh, not some girl, a former Facebook employee goes on sixty minutes, and now people care. Like, I'm have so- people not watched the Great Hack and stuff? Like, it pretty much talks about this. the Great shit. Hack, like five Bro. years. Yeah, before the Great Hack. I know, There's but like Great Hack, these researchers- Great Hack's old at this point. 
So like, yeah. but that, there's been so much stuff about there's this like, for a long time. There's the social <laughs> dilemma, which came out like two years ago, which started a whole conversation. There's one of that, the co-founders who helped write a lot of the psychology behind. Yeah. Or like the Moss follow Hepatia would always come yeah, out. Like, yeah. The, the venture I don't even let my cousin, I'm not my cousin, my children <laughs> go like on use Facebook. Facebook like this really isn't new. And, and it's the same mainstream media uses the same thing too. Why do you think every single mainstream media platform is down since Trump? Because they can't use Trump as a headline every day. I know, that's what I'm saying, like, why, but who's like, who's shocked by this and who are all these people like suddenly reacting to it and stuff. And now, and now suddenly Facebook stock is down like, you know, 7% because of the 16. I don't, man, I find it so funny. It makes so, no sense. So funny that like, Everything yeah, like known. doing this, doing this makes us eat the rich and, and Mark Zuckerberg lost six, seven, like $9 billion. I'm like, do you guys, this is, you're the same. Like, this is why no one understands you when you're like, eat the rich, because this, this guy did not lose $9 million in cash. He lost $9 million in company valuation that will go nine, yeah, $9 billion in company valuation within a month. It will probably be back. Like he's like, yeah, this isn't money that was in his pocket. This isn't money that, I mean, he could probably liquidate it, but not all in one sitting. Yeah. People like, are like, could not liquidate that when losing $9 billion dying. as if yeah. not losing $9 billion when he's worth $130 billion. Yeah any fucking impact on it's not like his money burned it didn't exist in the first place like it 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 is it is a figment of our imagination in a lot of ways money isn't anyways but also also it it, luke you you bring up a good point because even though her per se argument isn't a good reason for gay all mad at facebook i mean it is but like we we like we've known about the issue Let's like say another issue that we didn't know about being yeah. an issue becomes an issue. Um, your argument saying, oh, it's only $9 billion to a 100, $100 billionaire doesn't really matter to him. That's a poor argument because we need to – if he was being a terrible human being, we really need to bring him down, you know? The thing is, too, like the issue is Facebook now, like you, you, you know – you can't – what everyone's talking about is like shutting down Facebook and everything like that. It's never going to happen. Like the amount of business – Did you see what like, happened when we sh- when Facebook shut down for six days or six hours the other day? Yeah. Like I couldn't talk yeah. to like half my friends. Like, I, <laughs> most of my communication happens through Messenger and Instagram DMs. Like this you know isn't – You know what the biggest growth in small business has been over the past like three or four years? It's Instagram ads, Facebook creation. ads. It's content creation. Yeah. Content creation. Guess who? where you do content creation? There's like three platforms. There's Facebook. Actually, sorry. There's two platforms. There's Facebook and Instagram. And then there's freaking TikTok. Yeah. 90% of the attention is there, right? And so suddenly if you just say we have to shut down Facebook, that's the only way. Like everyone, people are talking about this as if it's a legitimate thing. You literally kill like tens of thousands of businesses just overnight. And I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't even care about talking hockey. I don't make enough revenue from this to care if this was gone. But like, there's legitimate businesses out there that literally rely like for their mm-hmm. lives. <laughs> like, well, you know, dude, th- like if talking hockey goes away tomorrow, my life doesn't get impacted. But you know, I lose a little bit of money, whatever. You know, a couple of years of work goes down. But like, there's people with like whole businesses solely based off of Facebook yeah. and Instagram or real yeah. businesses. Like, there's stores that only run ads on Facebook because local traffic and all this stuff. Like, yeah. you can't just turn off Facebook. Like the world goes to and shit. You, and I saw I saw a good post on Twitter. It's like a lot of people with global families communicate through WhatsApp. 
And by not communicating on WhatsApp, you're literally shutting down family communication, which is very scary for a lot of immigrant families. Like this isn't just a, an issue in terms, and we all go on all these platforms all the time. And we say, oh, it's, we always put the blame on the company. And, and the big part, the big part of the, um, from what I understood, the big part of the whistleblowing, whatever you call it, is that Facebook knows that this is happening. And all the other ones, it's like Facebook doesn't know that it's happening. Oh, there's some innocent bystander. I'm like, guys, this is how it has always happened. From Tumblr, MySpace, they people understand that you can hack the brain. It's the same way that you can it's, – it's literally therapy. Like cognitive behavioral therapy is literally rehacking and reprogramming your brain to stop negative thoughts from happening. Eric, stop talking. I'm just saying we Eric, don't know what's happening. As a as a, like a form of treating depression and anxiety, right? Like this is this is true. And so obviously if if you can reprogram it in through therapy, it can be programmed through the apps that we use. At the same time, we all do it because we love the attention. We all do it because we love that. We all do it because we love don't staying connected with it. people. I, in conversations, I was took communication studies in, in in university, and people always said, "Oh, it's the apps that do this. It's the apps that ruin our mental health." And I'm like, "Just," I'd always counteract it. I would just say, "Just look in the mirror, and tell yourself that you don't love yourself enough." That is literally what it comes down to. And not like, "Hey, I understand that the like the scale at which comparison is happening and happening at an early age is has gone beyond." like like what we ever thought possible but like when i was in elementary school high school sports teams when i was seven i was always comparing myself to others like this isn't a new problem it's a human problem the only difference is that the scale at which it happens and the fact that so many so many student like children can go through this without their parents even realizing it because their parents like they're they're living in the world on their phones and parents don't have as much like insight as to what's really happening. I'm like, this is a human problem. This isn't a platform problem. It's, the it's platform talking, is talking modern day psychology with Luke, the new yeah. podcast. It, it, it honestly blows my mind. The easy solution is, okay, you can keep business afloat, but anyone under 16, let's say, can't have social media, which is technically already a rule for like, you know, that you is already a rule. It's under yeah, 18. You can't, you, you, oh, you can't have your, your email without yeah. it. And then that's you can't have your email to your 16 and like all this stuff. Yeah, but without, it's like, oh, you can't have it without a phone number. Internet, you can't enforce it. Like kids are going to get yeah. onto social media no matter what you do. Like it's, it's this. Literally- it's yeah. this. It wasn't the social medias. It's this. Yeah. Yeah. That changed exactly. the game. Like if you really the thing in your hand all the time, you're worried about it. You've got to remove that. But you also can't tell like a, you know, a fourteen-year-old boy or girl to, you know, not have a cell phone. Like it's impossible. Yeah. Like how how do you do that? Yeah. That's what that's what they all they all communicate on those. It's then you have to give into the power of like communal thinking. Like it is a stress on parents. Like the thing. real solution yeah. is literally either take them off of it, like, and enforce it to the fact that the companies themselves have to ensure this doesn't happen, or yeah. just teach kids at an earlier age. This I, is, you know, the risks. This is what I, you're going to yeah. feel, blah, blah, blah. Like teach them about this stuff so that they know. Then right? you have to give them a, that, that, then you get to the argument of you have to give these kids photo identification before the age of 16 to be able to prove themselves I mean, that, that they're, they're 16 or not, I mean, which that, a lot of parents would not ultimate, like. The ultimate solution is you can't have fake social media. You have to, it has to be linked yeah. to, you know, a very. I do uh, agree with that. You have to show your face and you have to have your real name attached the, to it somewhere. Then the issue comes to, you know, there's people that are, you know marginalized people and like you know 
No, bro, there's, the there's worst hey, thing on that. The hey, worst well, thing about it is that you don't have like funny accounts on Twitter just saying how do we how do we stop Finsta or whatever <laughs> that <laughs> governor asked. That, that was it's a product or service that you offer. No, um, no, it's not. She tried to explain what a Finsta was. I fucking died. <laughs> okay, so no, for everyone funny. listening for context, there was like the U.S. Uh, Senate hearings or whatever. And one of the senators or congressmen, whatever it was, is basically asking the chief security officer of Facebook. So this is a, you know, like a very smart lady. She knows what she, you know, she knows what she's doing, and it's just so embarrassing. He's just like, so, uh, how, will you guys commit to removing Finsta? <laughs> and she's just like, uh, I'm not sure, like what what you're asking. And then she tries to explain, and he's like, Will you commit to like removing Finsta from? It's a proctor surface that you yeah, offer. It's now. one of the services, and she's like, uh, No, fin- Finstas are, from my understanding, <laughs> she's like trying to be diplomatic. He- from my understanding, Finstas are basically, you know, like an account that uh, kids create that's more private, and actually, all she's just trying to like explain yeah. why it's a good thing, arguably. And he's just it's like more private. You're not answering my question. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. He he literally says you're not answering my question. And, and he that, thought he was, was being like so not, smart. Yeah. You could tell he was like, I'm a fucking badass for this. You could tell he was fucking like in his zone, and he felt good. It was most like, oh my god, yeah, so funny. Anyways, that's been like 15 minutes on that. One of our one of our uh, followers wanted to say, Eric, that uh, he wanted me to tell you about how Mike Sullivan is the best coach in the league. He is. Or he actually he said he said talk them. about how Mike Sullivan is the best coach in the league. Oh. Yeah, I put a story up saying, you know, Pitt, Pittsburgh, they get through injuries like almost no other team in the NHL. Like they they don't really suffer too much. Like they get a lot of injuries, but they don't their production, their you know, the results don't fall off too much due to injuries. You know, they lose Crosby, they lose Malkin, they lose Latang, they lose whoever, and they just keep rolling on. So um, you know, Mike Sullivan I think is one of the best coaches in the NHL, he does an extremely good job. That that's all I was saying in the story, basically. I was just like, the Metro yeah. division this year is so ridiculous. Like, you know, out of the eight teams in that division, I could see seven of them making the playoffs. You know, depending on different things that happen. So I was just like, you know, it's so hard to say Pittsburgh's not gonna make it. Right? Even though I could also team. see Pittsburgh being the team not making it. I could too. I find it so hard to bet against Pittsburgh. Even with Malkin out for like four months or whatever three months like i i just like i look at pittsburgh and i go like that's a team that always like gets it done so yeah that's it um kind of moving one of those teams gonna drop out though it's gonna be could be like wash you know like washington washington easily devils it could be philly like any team the, could not make I think it. the Islanders are going to win the division. I hate the Islanders a lot. The Islanders are the only uh, ones I would yes. bet like ninety, probably like ninety percent certainty. Oh god, the hiccups! They're going to make the playoffs. Yes. Islanders are the only ones. Everyone else, yeah. no fit. It's a crap shoot. Yeah, it's a crap shoot. Anyways, All right. on, we have yeah, we have two more topics that yeah. we can probably hammer down pretty quickly here as we're coming up on fifty minutes. Um, Evander Kane. Another controversy. I know as soon as they, as soon as they said about the last one, the gambling thing, how that's not fault, that's not true. There was immediate PR publication saying that either um, he had something else, and we found out that it's a fake, potentially fake COVID vaccination card or something. Either he's an awful human being, or like people like to make up stories about this guy. 
Yeah, it's it has to be like one or the other because it's ridiculous how like often this shit happens. Like it's so stupid. And also, I think someone DM'd or commented on his girlfriend's photo, saying like, uh, "Is Vander asking the question is Evander Kane vaccinated or not?" And he got like blocked on Instagram for it. So, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know, man. When I watch his interviews, I, I I'm like, I could see how this guy could be super manipulative. Um, he, I mean, based on his past and how he seems to talk and be, and then just at the same time, I'm like, he's constantly coming yeah. out It's just like, like it's hard to feel bad for the guy. I, I will say, it's hard to feel bad for him. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't even yes. want to talk about. He does it. a lot to himself. I was like, yeah. I don't even want to it talk seems, about it. It seems like it, every two weeks we have a new fucking story about him doing something stupid. I, I don't know why there would be question of like it seems like a random thing to be like, oh, he faked his COVID shots, and if he, and if like, why would they be questioning that? You yeah. know, it's one of those yeah. things. Yeah. 100%. Um, and then don't contracts. Just get the yeah. fucking shot. <laughs> Since Eric doesn't want to talk about it anymore, um, <laughs> there's the Josh Archibald. We can talk about that for like a minute. Again, uh, just get the fucking shot, and that wouldn't yeah, happen to you. No, you could have. Now, 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 I feel bad for railing on the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm at least happy that you guys feel bad that someone is like. Uh, this is where I don't like it is when people come at him. It's like, should have got the shot and not spread conspiracies. I'm like, okay, but why are we finding gratification? In the fact that this guy's yeah, NHL career might be well, over. Nobody wants anyone to, you know, yeah. have heart problems. Like, yeah, that's not fun. It's, it's, just, yeah. it's a possibility it's just, if you don't get the shot. Yeah. But it's also just yeah. like, at the same time, you're like, please people just get it. And then I got so many DMS after I posted that too. And people were like, um, uh, people were like, oh, you can get it from vac- getting vaccinated too. And then I was just like, I can't respond to everyone because I'm just like not going to, especially those people. It's just like, okay, I can also, you know, die from a car crash if I don't wear a seatbelt or I can wear a seatbelt. <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah. it's just the odds There's are, so many like, things. that's all it is. Like, it's literally just like increasing your odds, but people find like the, oh, but there's a one in a million yes. chance of you getting myocarditis oh. from uh mm-hmm. vaccine versus one in you know let's say 100 i don't know i'm just making up a number whatever it is this is kind it's of like a hypothetical not 100 question. but like uh very very hypothetical question but like if evander kane has a potentially fake vaccination card where we were shocked that the nhl has like a 99.9 percent vaccination rate who do you think like do you think it's possible that it could be a wider amongst all sports especially the nhl percent these do you th- have like so much money there's no way Evander Kane's the only one if he did it. There's no way yeah. he's probably the only one that tried. I also feel it. like it's very easy to verify though, like having a fake one. It's not even it's just very, verify. very do easy the to verify. Even care or the management or the person checking even care if well now they do because like he got called out, so he's gonna have it verified whether he does or not. You know, uh, so I my, my I guess my follow up question would be like, do you think it was team doctors that that did I don't the think shots? it's worth it to fake it? Like, I don't think I don't think it? team doc team doctors probably did some of them, but I doubt they did all. Of It'd them. be interesting though to see if like teams were like, no, you're required that we administer it so that we know that you got it. Well, there's even stories about like you know that German nurse that like gave out ten thousand fake vaccines. And oh yeah, like that just 
you know, injected whatever it was. Man, imagine being a nurse and like anti-vaccine. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't. Anyway, I really don't. The last topic. That's why you know, get fired. We have we have one more. Th- we have a question from the audience that's relevant to with the news. New news about Eichel. When do you think he will get traded? Because I know Friedman and uh, I think Dreger were saying closer, that it was closer. Right? But to a trade? also they've said yeah. that that's been on and on closer, not closer. It's going to happen within a week. It doesn't happen within a week. It's going to happen within a week. doesn't happen. So, no. but apparently because of the Eichel stuff, now they're forced. The It might be more because of this. The NHL might be forcing Buffalo to share more about his medical records. Good. Yeah. I mean, that's a good. I hope so. Because like, that, was, that was a red flag to a lot of teams, right? Is that Buffalo wasn't sharing the, yeah. like all the details. Yeah, that was the issue. Right. Well, they were asking for such a high thing, and then NHL teams are like, "Well, we're giving up all these assets, and we don't even know if you could potentially play again." That was always bizarre because, like, if you look at soccer, the medical tests that they go through before transfers complete, like they literally put that guy through every freaking test imaginable. NHL teams don't do that at all. So I was just like, "You won't even send the medical records. I don't like get them tested for a million different things and all this stuff, which soccer does all the time." They like literally just wouldn't give medical records it's just so bizarre also martin who are you waving at yeah we're on live we're on camera bro he's waving at our fans everyone wave back um so nice we had two questions come in from the audience that's really nice um the last thing we want to talk about was Pedersen and hughes contracts we're still waiting on brady yeah. kachuk so uh hughes signed seven point Eight five million dollars, I think, for six years. Um, and Pedersen signed for about that same amount, but for three years. So Pedersen's, you know, he's unfortunately for them not signed down long term. And his next off qualifying offer is gonna have to be over ten million dollars, I believe, as well, based off of how the contract was structured. Um so, you know, Vancouver got a really good deal, I think, if, with Hughes overall. I think they would have preferred an extra year or two, but generally speaking, you know, six years with Hughes is good. That lines up with when they can potentially be competitive. But the Pedersen contract is just brutal. Like, that's their number one star center, and you only lock – like, minimum, you want those guys locked down for five years, right? I think. So it's really unfortunate that they only locked him down for three. You can – get away into free agency pretty quickly after that. And it, done. and it just came out today that Bra- that Brady's not down for the a long term. So that's probably the issue with the Ottawa Sanders too. So like well what I saw they don't want to do the same thing with Patterson. one of the uh, Sanders beat writers, Martin, I th- you probably you probably know him. I forget his name. He works with the athletic. He basically put in an article saying like it's not so bad that Brady Kachuk wants a shorter Tim deal because all of the players that have left Ottawa have already signed long-term deals in the past, like Stone, Carlson, all those guys. They had longer-term deals, and they still left. So he's a, his basic argument was like, you know, at the end of the day, players will leave if they want to leave sort of thing. Yeah. I, it's also a bad sign that Kachuk wants a shorter Tim deal. If Ottawa's yeah. willing well, it's to a, It's a horrible sign at this point. Have you listened to Matt to Chuck talk about it? Like, it sounds like it's terrible. Like, the relationship is awful at this point. And it's because they're so, like, I think Ottawa comes in too hard and isn't soft enough with players at some point. I think you need a little bit of softness. Well, I, I also feel like it's like a Chuck family. Chuck for Chabot, right? Pardon? Chabot, they, uh, 
They they did give they paid him. You you'd think like they do the same for Kachuk considering he's their assistant captain and you know they apparently I mean, that, they've offered him eight mil. So Am I wrong? Yeah, apparently they've offered eight times eight. Regardless, like it's it's weird that this eight by eight's a fucking good deal for Kachuk. Very good deal. Yeah, like Brady should be well, taking that all day every day. This is the thing, and this is what Matthew Kachuk talked about during that one video interview: is that him and his dad are both involved in the negotiating yes. process, which sounds like a terrible idea matt yes. wants i agree in calgary i agree i don't think possible. that's i a lot of a lot of hockey people do that i think having your family involved in that type of stuff is way too much input from them yeah. you need to make a fucking There's, decision you need to create yourself. some boundaries yeah for sure um, you need it needs to be between you and your agent because your agent's the expert you you see it a bit you know your value and yeah 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 he, I, I would, if i were him i'd be jumping on an eight by eight deal yeah since he I has agree. i think that would be an overpay almost an overpayment it would for the be an player he is right now for like what he's done so far like maybe and he breaks out but yeah way over like i bet in his career it will be an overpayment yeah but i they also did go and like we talked about this already they did go and pay drake batherson way more than what he probably should have been getting based off of, again, what he's done so yes. far. So, Brady Chuck's, again, probably looking at that going, uh, you know, you gave him five mil, give me, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. All right. Anyways. And, and that's it for episode 81 of the Talking Hockey Podcast. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. I think we hit up to like 13 people on, uh, on the live at one point we got a couple of questions in from the audience so we'll continue to do this i think went a lot better this week uh i'll try to figure out the internet for next week because that's still an issue when it comes to streaming and quality but we're we're a work in progress here okay so uh thank you everyone so much for tuning in and we will see you next week we'll be recording on tuesday because i'm going to montreal on wednesday so going to montreal. yeah i said it in the chat earlier this, today eric and thanks for not listening like, like normal Thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.